Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another conversation in the Parenting with Impact podcast, and we are thrilled to introduce you to Colby Kale. Um, Colby is the head speech language pathologist at Colby Kale Speech Therapy, and she's a member of the uh, she's got all the credentials, right? American Speech Language and Hearing Association, California Speech Language Pathologist. I could give you the yada, yada, yada. But what I really want to tell you about her is that I've been following her work for several years. And so I was really excited when we started this podcast because I wanted to meet her. She was one of the first people I wanted to interview because there's just this really positive energy that comes from the work that you do and the writing that you do and the communication that you bring out to, to families and parents. And it makes sense. I'm reading her bio. Colby believes there is no better feeling than helping a child achieve his or her communicative goals while having fun. She integrates therapy goals into play activities that are fun and functional and prioritizes establishing trust and connection with families to facilitate consistent progress. And that is the energy that I get from you. That's the sense that I get from the work you do in the world. And so I'm thrilled to have you here and and excited to have a conversation with you about the work we all do in supporting families of complex kids. So first, welcome. The first having me. Um, we're thrilled to have you. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do with families of complex kids and how you came to be doing this work. So I kind of came to, to do this work many different reasons. I don't I don't really know where the calling to work with special needs kids and special needs families came from, but it came pretty early when I took a break from college. I always worked in nonprofits or where you take um, individuals that have some kind of special need into the community. We take them bowling, we took them to grocery shopping, we, we would take them out into the community. And then I kind of, I love the situation. I love being with them. I love being around children. I love being around. And just kind of, again, I do have a very bubbly in personality and like energy. And I think that brings the best out of kids because they're not scared of me a little bit or something. I don't know the answer to that. But what I do with families is I very much try to set in it. I just try to set an example, number one, of how to come in and kind of greet your child and be with your kid, number one, and how you kind of set the tone. You don't just walk in and today we're doing, eh, you know, and and kind of, because kids really, they want to, how are you today? Tell me, I always ask a question that, that somehow pulls something, tell me one thing that was a lie, one truth, and one thing that didn't happen to you. I'm going to guess which one it is. So again, matters how old the child is for those types of questions, but really it makes things a little more fun to talk to me. And it shows that I care really about their life. And really, you, you know, you kind of have to do that when you're working with families 
is because your goal in terms of developmental, what, what comes first, what comes second, isn't their goals. And so when you can work with a family and hear their needs and give them their needs as well as work on those developmental goals, families seem to think and think is maybe the wrong words. Families, you hear them and people want to be heard. And that I think is the number one thing that, that sets me apart from someone else. It's not, I don't only give the goals that I feel your family or your child not needs. I really do listen to you and try to integrate your goals first so you can see the progress and what you want to see in your family. And then I'll come in and be like, so we also need to do, yay. So those types of things. So that's really and I'm a certified oral facial myologist as well. So we do a lot of oral activities. I'm getting ready to launch my first oral motor program. And it's really, it was going to be super strong speech, but I'm kind of going back and forth on that. I think it might be more, more like a jump start because it really does jump start. It gets you ready for a really great Arctic program or it gets you ready for a really great myofunctional program if you have like a tongue thruster, you know, braces or something like that. So you know, there's a lot of things going balls in the air, but really I would say my major thing is, you know, articulation and getting children that are nonverbal or very difficult to understand, really getting them language and being verbal so that they can be the best in their communicative, you know, bubble that they're in. Because, you know, when a child doesn't have a reliable yes and no, that's a really hard situation to be in, not only for the parents and the teachers, but that's a really hard situation. And you can see the frustration and the, the sadness inside of them because they can't get their wants and needs filled and just giving a child a reliable yes and no. And so I start with vowels if you are nonverbal. So it's an O and that's it, but it's reliable. I mean, you just made your whole life and your whole independence so much bigger. And so again, independence and functionality is the number one goal, but that's in a quick synopsis, I guess I would say that's kind of what, how I work with families and kind of make sure that they're well on their way to making sure that their child doesn't get bullied, doesn't get, you know, voice doesn't get hidden in class because they don't want to raise their hand because they number one, they either can't structure a sentence together. It, they have a lisp and there's a sound error, you know, that any, all of those things I don't want happening to any kid. And that's, you know, my number one thing is to, I never want your child to get bullied. So no matter what that, is it a social skill that we need to work on? So you could, you know, how to answer questions or understand sarcasm and you can walk away from that. Or is it because you have a lisp and we need to fix that and make sure that that doesn't happen? Or is it just the overall clarity and we just need to make sure that you can get your thoughts and and make them accurate and get that message across clearly. So well, what's, what's coming up for me is you're talking, whether it's kids with specific speech challenges, which I know you work with all the time, or kids who are just having a difficult time, uh, you know, it's how to help your kids to really communicate what they really want and to do it in a way that feels like they're, they're standing. I don't know. The word power just comes, come, comes up. Yeah, like, confident is what comes to me. Yeah. I love standing in your power. I mean, yeah. I think even us as adults, standing in our power can be a difficult task to find and to find your thing and, and to find your own, you know, where is your power? How, how do you find that? And my mine is completely with children. I mean, I love the, the parents as well, but I can tell you connecting with the parents is more difficult to, for me than connecting with the kid and getting the kid to do the work. That's the thing is it's not just fun and games, you know, because everyone can play with a kid, but really, I mean, <laughs> maybe not, but, but well, I'll give it that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And, yeah. Well, and what I heard you say is that it's about both, right? It's just sort of, I was reflecting as a language reading your bio and it's like this sort of that word fun 
Yeah. This is this theme throughout what you do and what you're all about. And so it's this sort of, I'm guessing that part of what you do is to use fun as a way to help kids to connect to what they want and, and help them achieve their goals. Absolutely. And I mean, to put it in a business sense, because I think a lot of people understand business a little more than they understand their own kid sometimes. (laughs) When you're trying to get someone to buy your product, you don't just harp, buy, buy, buy. You do a dance. You know, we do your needs, my needs. How is this going to be good in your life? You know, you go back and forth. And it's the same with the kid. You know, I find they get to pick the fun activity. I know. Okay, today we're playing shoots and ladders. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Like it, you know, and they get to choose the activity, and then I integrate whatever it is in their goal with whatever their activity is, and I do my best to get at least two most accurate responses before it's playtime. And I really, I mean, I focus really hard. You got to do it twice in a row so I can see that consistency and that patterning. And in all reality, I try to do it on every single turn. Every single turn, I have a structured sentence that you're going to say in the correct way. And then I increase the length of the utterance. So the utterance gets harder or your grammatical structure gets harder in terms of we add a negative in there or something like that. And that way they have to, it's not my turn to flick the spinner. It's your turn, whatever that sentence might be, to make sure that on every game they want to play, they're doing my goal. So again, yes is the answer. Well, (laughs) well, and what I'm hearing is, you know, you're a communication expert, right? And what you're really doing, you have a very clear goal and agenda in your head of what's required to help these kids. And I think with a lot of parents of complex kids, part of the overwhelm is the sense of, I don't know what to do to help. Right. So, and what I'm hearing from you is you have a very clear agenda and you use play and fun to be able to fulfill that agenda and also using what you know is important to them. And that to me translates really beautifully to parenting, right? It's not, we have to keep it light. We have to keep it playful. Well, I guess we don't have to, but when we do, it's more effective, right? And we want to make sure that we're looking at their agenda and what's important to them too, that it's not just, so you have your agenda. But your agenda only works because you're hearing what's important to the kids too. Is that what I'm hearing? And it's not just fun over here, work over here. It's the integration of them that that you're making the magic with. Yes, absolutely. And I do, as much as I think you guys understand brain and ADHD and and all the things of development. I don't know if, if parents understand how hard it is and how, how much a kid wants their teacher to like them and wants all their friends to like them and wants this. And so they hold it together all day and give the correct responses. And so when they get home, their subconscious, I mean, their conscious brain has been on for so long that the subconscious it wants, I mean, it's, it's tired. And so when you say, I've told you that four times, it's because I've been at school all day and I was playing really hard for the teacher to like me and my friends to do give the right response. And so when I get home with you, you're my safe place. You're the place I can live and you love me anyways. And so for parents, if I could remind you of that, that you are their safe place and you are the one they should be breaking down with. And if I could you know, I, I know it's hard. I have two kids, you guys. I know yeah. how hard it is. <laughs> However, oh, what's my point here? I want us to remember that our kids need as much grace as we want and as much grace as we in a difficult situation and a scary situation. We need to give them that in terms of our expectations of them and telling them that I already told you that one or four times. You know, really 
it might be best if you do it with them and get them kind of in your in your boat a little bit. So they want to do what you say. And so you're in a positive place first. And then we start doing the structure and the things that need to get done and make it small. And if they don't want to do it, stand up and move and go on a small walk, a little cul-de-sac walk and move the body. I, a lot with my kids in therapy, because I don't take them outside their own home or, or, or their school or whatever it is, wherever we are, you know, we just throw a beanbag, we cross it to this way. And then we throw it to that side, you know, anything to take. Now we get out of the task. So nothing is pressure. We play a little bit with brain activities. It's not like we're doing nothing. And then we jump back into it. So I think that parents, if they, in my program, when you work with me, I have my agenda. And then every month we set three goals. If you can handle three goals in your right. family. And then dad handles this one. Mom handles this one. And you beat that one all month. That's all I want you to do all month is your one goal. So that needle is moved forward. And now I have S in isolation wonderfully because you have been hitting only that and not, you know, other things. So now we can do it in our next thing. And then we do it in words. And so if I give you one clear goal to do rather than here's your therapy your, plan, you know, right. <laughs> your list of 30 things for you to do. There's 14 things on there, but I only need you to work on this one. And it's a scaffold of this yes. huge goal with just this one. You know what I mean? So yeah. I agree with you in terms of feeling overall parents don't know what to do. And I think we as therapists or we as the coach, that is my job to take that. If you can't handle the program that I'm putting on you, my job is to adjust it to where you can handle it and move the needle forward. And even if it takes this much longer, at mm. least the child is making success. And not only are you connecting with them, you know what your job is and you don't feel overwhelmed of, oh, am I doing it right? Am I not? Well, and I think parents are just so overwhelmed because there are so many things to work on. I mean, even a lot of well-meaning school psychologists and everything else will give parents ideas about behavior charts and, and things like that. But there's this long list of things to work on. And we all have lots of struggles and we teach something that's called taking aim, right? And it's about picking one thing, like you said, and working on it and scaffolding the rest of it or, or maneuvering through the rest of it, but really focusing on finding successes there, partnering with your kids, those sorts of things. One thing at a time. And that's it, it feels overwhelming for some parents at first to do that. And then there's this huge relief because it's like, okay, I have permission, as you say, to focus on this one thing this month and not feel like I have to be fostering their independence in absolutely everything at the same time, because that creates an unrealistic expectation. And also in my program, I tell parents, and obviously you don't have to do what I say. It's not that. Let's just say your one goal is to do S and isolation and, you know, whatever. And you master that at week three. Don't jump ahead. Reinforce, <laughs> Reinforce it. it. <laughs> right. Give them a, give them a little bit of downtime. This is so easy for you. Oh man. Remember how hard this was at the beginning of that when we first started, you are blowing through this. I bet it's easier for you than it is for me. Let's go see if dad can do it. Let's go see if Johnny or your brother could do it again, build them slow down. Everything is a hurry. Everything is yes. a hurry. Life yeah. is a hurry. And before we know it, our kids are going to be 13 and ready, not ready for us anymore. My kids will always be my best friends. I won't let that stick. When my kids are teenagers, I'm going to be their best friend. And my kids are seven and nine. So, but for someone to say that my kids are going to be friends with me when they're 16, that doesn't stick on my plate. That's not my kids because I will feed them and I will, oh, it gives me the chills of it. I will build, I will build them in such a way that they're not 
wanting to go to their friends because that's who, who accepts them. I will accept them and I will build them and not always have something work to do. You know, sometimes I'm just going to tell you how great you are and how wonderful and how easy thing and life is so easy for you because life is hard. And if we start feeding that to our kids at five, I mean, come on. I just think those words in your head from five on, God, today's going to be so hard. I don't really want to do that. You know, today's going to be easy. Today's going to be easy. We're going to, it's all going to fall together. You know, I just think that the words we feed our children are are very important. Yeah. Super, super powerful. And there's so, there's so much synergy in what I'm hearing from you in terms of some of the conversations we have with parents. Some of the things that I want to point out that I'm hearing you saying, one is the language that we use matters, right? That the language that slowing things down, we call it taking a marathon view, right? Connecting staying in relationship with our kids and being really mindful of the language we use to to help them see what's possible instead of what's broken, to see what's to create the vision. We often call about parenting from inspiration instead of desperation because they feel whatever those feelings are. If we feel afraid that it's going to be hard, they're going to feel that too. Totally agree. And I think the word vision that you guys are talking about, if you don't know where you're going, you or have a little bit, you're kind of wobbly in life. You know, you're where am I going? But if you know, like I said, for me, I know what I'm building. I'm building my, my kids. They're going to be amazing communicators. They're going to know exactly what they love. I want them to find what they love. I just want them to find that. And I want them to move through life in such a way that is happy. And if I always hurry up, kind of like all these things and and, and be mindful of myself, it really does give such a, I don't know, a a wonderful start to them because I think that we are so in a hurry and we don't slow down and we don't connect. I just think it's, I think it's wrong. (laughs) Well, and it's hard because that connection is such a key foundation. And going back to what you were saying though, I think parents have a really hard time figuring out what realistic expectations are, right? So these are, we're talking about parents who have kids who really struggle and so it's, we want to stretch them. We want to get them to, you know, as much of capabilities, as much as satisfaction, as much as success that they can, we can get them to. And we don't know what that looks like because we know it doesn't look like, most of us know that it doesn't look like what it was for us. And we don't have the same sorts of challenges that our kids do, but we don't know kind of where, where and how to create that vision. It's really hard. And one thing I would challenge people to do, or when you talk about your vision, or when you talk about, let's just say one problem, the speech clarity, what does it done look like to you? What does that mean to you? That you can measurably, your child can easily use his words and in sentences and conversation with, what does that look like to you? Because there are going to be steps in the way that get you to that final goal. And if you can see those steps I help you do that. I help you see those steps as the the leader of this therapy. I will help you see the steps. So you see the wins and you see the progress because if you don't see the wins, you're going to quit me. Most people have a really hard time sticking with the program, but if I can get your mindset to understand that these small wins are getting us here, we're getting there. I just, we're walking up the stairs. So don't, you know, don't back off because you're going up the stairs because really this goal over here is hard to get to. And if you don't know this here, you're going to be like, I'm out of her therapy program or her parenting program, but you've got to stay consistent. 
Consistency is it. Life, you know, challenge yourself to finish one program all the way through. I don't care if it's mine. Please go find a fabulous speech pathologist and stick with her or him and do the program and make your mindset say, I will see this to the finish just to see. Is it me or is it the programs? Well, and what you're saying is incremental, is building on incremental success. So we often say success is breed success, right? And so when you have a win, that gives you the, the motivation and the buy-in to work towards the next win and then the next win. And yes. it's, that's what progresses yes. towards success. Exactly. And, and I will say that, you know, for a lot of parents in our community, the word consistency might as well be yeah. a four-letter word. Four-letter word. <laughs> So I want to offer that while I'm with you on consistency, it's it, what I hear is steady, right? Sticking with it, getting back on the horse. You know, that doesn't mean that you have to do the same exact thing every single day, the same exact way. Consistency yeah. means having, making sure that your kids are able to rely on you to be there and be present to it. So speak to that a little bit, because in our community, consistency can freak people out. <laughs> And consistent, what do I mean by that? Okay, let's go back to the original. I give a parent one goal. Now, what do I also ask when I give that, that goal? Give me your daily schedule. So when you're putting the dishes away and you're, or and the kids can hand, you're handing them a, a spoon or he's putting the dishes away, he's saying the S sound every time he touches a spoon or whatever. So I integrate it into your day. So I'm not giving you more things to do. I am telling you spots in which I see a, a gap or you're driving in the car and we can hit it there. So I don't need you to do it at every single one. I'm going to give you spots within the day that you could throw two minutes of speech here because we all, I, OTs, PTs, we all work off the motor theory. The more often you do something in short periods of time, the faster it gets into your subconscious, which is what we want all of these things that I do to be. So if I do two minutes in the car, two minutes brushing my teeth, two minutes here, and again, I will offer you seven spots throughout the day and I want you to try to hit three of those. So that's what I mean by consistency. Right. I put a sticky note on your fridge and every time you need, you know, and you're, he's sitting around, you know, say your S sound for me five times and then move on to your day. It's not a 15 minute sit down and be consistent at four o'clock. You know, that's, I, yeah. I, I, that's so Colby, we've been talking about a lot of things that will help parents have a powerful impact about building in fun, about helping your kids identify their goals, about focusing on the positive, all of these things. Are, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Something that you hope parents will take away from our conversation today? If I had anything, I would find one goal if you have, write down all the things that you, let's just say you want to improve in your own life and in your child's life and pick one for the month, pick one and really try to consistently hit. Okay. I'm going to stop using the word. Consistent. <laughs> try I don't mean to, to reach. I'm That's just, what you're going to you work know. on this month, right? Is to stop saying the word consistent. In our world, it's kind of like the word plan. It's four letter word. Yeah. I just, I do think that holding yourself accountable for things makes you trust yourself. If you yes. know that you put a goal in front of you and you slowly hit that goal, you start to trust yourself that I hit my goals. Great. And I want families to hit their goals because we all have them. Everyone has things to work on. And if we can break it down with your child or your family into such a way that this is what you can do this month, and that's all I need you to do this month to move the needle forward, take the breath off and breathe and slow down, slow yes. down, slow down. Yeah. And have fun 
even in your own day. It took me, guys, I went on a journey and I had to write the word smile and stick it in my car. So every time I got my car, I just <laughs> smiled through it because I lost my joy. I lost it. It was like every day I had to make dinner, cook, kids, asking me questions. I lost my joy. And it was like, this can't be it. It can't be it. So my only thing to do was smile. It's a fake smile, driving in the car, traffic, fake it. Fake it till you make it, right? No, and at least it boosted my mood and it gets you out. I had one that said breathe because I would never, you know, like just take a breath. Breathe. So I would say slow down and pick one thing and make it this like that so you don't feel so overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Take aim on one thing as specifically as you possibly can. One thing at a time. Yep. So, so how can our listeners get in touch with you, Colby? What's the best place to find you? You can find me on my website, which is colbykalespeechtherapy.com. And there are scheduling places. I, I do free screenings, or even you could do like a brainstorm. If this is more like a strong-willed child type situation, and you just need a few tactics, and then we'll put one in one thing blazer for you to do. So that's going to be there. Or you could also give us a call 760-274-3575. And then on Facebook, Colby Kale. Awesome. So before we wrap, and we're about to wrap, but we do like to ask, do you have a favorite motto or quote that you would like to share with our listeners? Oh gosh, it's a Dr. Seuss motto and it was on my website before I changed it all. I don't, I'm not on the tip of my tongue, so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. So is there a central message? I hear slow down a lot. Is there a, is a takeaway message? for fun, I hear fun, something about fun. Fun and functional. It's so too. fun to talk to you, Colby. Yeah, you know, I enjoy fun and I enjoy energy. And so I say elevate your energy. And if you can't dance, how about that? Because dancing and your favorite song, Madonna, Come on. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't like Madonna? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thank Colby, you. for being with us today. This has been awesome. And high Thank energy. You. Love that. And to all of you listening, thanks for all you're doing for kids and for yourself. You are making a difference. Hi, everybody. Once again, back to school in another year of we don't know what to expect, except We do, because we know our kids with complex issues are going to struggle with transitions and anxiety and avoidance, and that we're going to be dealing with life-work balance. So join us for our annual free webinar, School Success 2021, where we'll offer inspiration, positivity, and strategies specific to school this year. You can register at impactparents.com slash school 202021. Join us for mystery gifts, and we'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.